This is Bill Risser. And Molly McKinley. And we're talking relationships. All kinds of relationships, from starting new ones to nurturing existing ones over time. And each week, we'll highlight something that inspires... Or triggers us... To help get to the root of why relationships are key to our happiness and success. Hey everybody, welcome to episode four of Relationships First. Uh, Molly and I are working our way through uh, Keith Ferrazzi's Never Eat Alone, a great book that talks about the power of networking, the power of connecting with people. Uh, And this quote we're going to talk about today, kind of dissect it. Molly's got some interesting takes on on this, and uh, I'm going to try and figure out what she's saying. It's going to be great. It's the way (laughs) we work, right? It's the yin and yang. It's It's the analytical guy and and the yogi and uh, or the is that right? Can I call you a yogi? I've asked before. Yeah, yogi, right, yogini. Awesome. Yogini is actually technically accurate. Oh, I like that better. Yogini. Okay, good. Um, it sounds like some sort of pasta, but yes, it does yogini. Yeah, or a weird yogurt combination. <laughs> Zucchini yogurt, maybe. Okay. Um, so let's let me. Uh, I'll read the quote. I'll, I'll get out of this quickly. <laughs> call it a clan. Call it a network. Call it a tribe. Call it a family. Whatever you call it, whoever you are, you need one. And that's from Jane Howard. What does that What does that say to you, Molly? It just speaks to the power of relationships and the power of networking. It's funny because I've often seen on Facebook people like get uh, their feathers ruffled about the term tribe, and uh, just like I don't like this term. It's exclusive, meaning you know exclusive and not inclusive, and. You know, I'm sensitive to that because I do always want to make sure that I'm inclusive. But there is something about the notion of a tribe and your people that there that's real. I mean, hopefully my my hope for everyone is that they have a, a sense of of belonging and a sense of their people. And I think that this quote it speaks on a business pers- perspective, how important networks are, but on a personal level, how important it is to feel belonging, like we belong to something. It's, isn't it possible to have a tribe or, or a people and want to uh, grow it? A hundred percent. Yeah. And include more people into that. I don't, I don't really see a problem with that phrase. Yeah, I know. It's just something I'm sensitive because I've seen it over and over in Facebook. Like, ah, I don't like the, I don't like the, the tribe, the word tribe. I, I also don't have a negative association with it, but because I've I've heard that and I've seen it, it's just something that I'm uh, acutely aware of. Yeah. But the power of your network really depends on the strength of your relationships, and your position um, in the network depends on the strength of the relationship and how well you know people and how often you're engaging. And you know, so this notion of tribe and tribe building. And it is an active one. How much time do you consciously put into this this process? Or is it something that just happens um, based on the type of person you are? And and let, I'll even stretch it out further. And if, if, if someone's listening and they go, you know, I don't even think I have a network. I don't even know what to do. Yeah. You know, I've thrown a lot at you there. You know, for me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you ask this same, answer the same question, is I spend about an hour every morning. This is my cup of coffee activity. And uh, we'll get out, you know, have my cup of coffee. I'll sit out on my porch and I will actively 
go through my social channels and my texts and reach out to people and am super intentional about it. It drives my wife crazy because she's, you know, it's like you wake up and your nose is in your phone, but that is the time of day where I actually can completely focus. Um, so maybe I, I mean, you could argue that I'm not, I'm neglecting my innermost tribe, right. By yeah. doing my intentional outer, you know, tribe building. Right. I do acknowledge that. Um, but it is super intentional and it is how I start every day, but it's also, you know, it, it's, it's just become a habit that I have formed and professionally. And, um, when I, I notice when I don't do it, I, I feel like, you know, people share my stuff less and, you know, engage less on my, um, posts. So there, I have seen actively and, um, firsthand the power of doing it. Yeah. For me, um, you know, I've really become a fan of contactually. Yes. Uh, so I do. You're not alone. People love. I know. I I saw the, I saw the big news this week with uh, the hub and Tom Ferry and Svi and that's just congratulations to to both of them, I say. And, um, the ability for me to have buckets that are very specific to people that really are important, um, in this, in this uh, space that, I, that I, I know that I can make sure I'm making those touches. So it's prompting me, but then much like you, I don't really have a full hour in the morning, but there's definitely times of the day where uh, I'm, I'm between meetings or I have this opportunity then just kind of just to dive in and see what's happening in that with the, with those people that I'm um, I, I rely on heavily for keeping me up to date or uh, I'm relying on them for uh, other, you know, personal reasons. So I can, as you said, stay connected. In fact, received some bad news this week from Facebook, which is bumming me out. <laughs> maybe, maybe a listener can help us, but they're actually, they're doing away with Facebook lists, friend lists. Oh, I know. Well, actually that, that plays like not to do a product pitch, but it mm-hmm. does actually lay really nicely into what first is trying to do because when you aren't able to have your lists and your intentionality in terms of who to focus on, you're back to the random activity. And what first is all about is trying to bring a layer layer of data science on top of your network so that you can actually um, prioritize time based on data instead of by lists or buckets or whatever that is. Um, And there's no right one right way of doing it but I say it's a yes and, especially folks who have very large networks. It's just really hard to sort of know where to go and, and where to spend that super precious time. But, you know, we were talking, we were sort of joking a little bit around, um, you know, this idea of tribes and, and networks. And, you know, I like to think of it as uh, the mavens and the monkeys. Yeah, what does that and- mean? well you have your mavens who are just like natural networkers right this is sort of in their dna do we want to name people do do you really want to name people maybe that work on both sides of that are we just gonna let it go well i mean i think the master networker in um and and the maven of in 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 real estate is deborah trapin okay I like that choice. Yeah, she's amazing and is deeply connected and committed to her people. And it has opened up a lot of doors for women in real estate. And it's, it's pretty, pretty amazing, actually, to see her in motion. And I would absolutely say she's a, a maven. And the monkey, the reason why I say that is because, you know, in 
the monkey society, the the matriarch or the person in the highest position is the person who grooms the most, right? And so it's a really nice metaphor, right? Mm -hmm. Because the person who's grooming and connecting and nurturing and loving their network the most are also the people who rise to the top. That is just, it's social science there. It's not, um, I I have a candidate. I have a candidate for that role. For first, oh my gosh. That. So I'll, I'm going to throw it out there to give me your thought on this one. Yes. How about Jeff Chalmers up in Boston? You know, it's so funny that you say that because I just met Jeff for the first time in person. Actually, your buddy, Sean Carpenter, mentioned to me that Jeff is somebody that I absolutely should know because of he's a master, at, you know, teacher about relationships and relationship building. Yep. And uh, he did not disappoint. So I met him in San Francisco when we were at Inman and it was lovely. Yes. I can't wait to let him know that on a podcast that will be released soon because <laughs> as we record these, they're, they're not being, uh, they're not out yet. I want to tell him we're calling him a monkey. It's awesome. I, I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> He's the, the master groomer. I love it. Yeah. He'll, he'll uh, actually, he'll, he'll eat it up. So well, I, I know, but I love some- that. I love that way of thinking about it. Right. So that, that, thank you for clearing that up. Now it makes sense. Well, yeah, there you go. Well, I'm going to throw something at you. Okay. So in terms of tribes and the power and your position within a tribe, right? What do you think in terms of position somebody as uh, more important or not within the tribe, right? Because all the tribes have, you know, rankings essentially. Um, Is it just engagement or, or, you know, I have some ideas. I I know for me, I can only talk about me personally, right? This is a very, I think this is a kind of a, everybody could have a completely different answer to this question. And what as is all things in life. Yeah. There's the yogini again. (laughs) Yes. The lens in which we see the world. (laughs) And for me, the people that I look to as powerful uh, and leaders are, are really, are the, um, are the, are the thought leaders as well. Uh, Very deep thinkers, um, very bright people. And I, everyone's bright in a certain way. They have their own things. But for, for me, and I, because I met him early, early in the game back in 2009 or 10. But for me, Jeff Turner is somebody that I look to as a leader in, you know, the space that we're in with the way he uh, analyzes and processes information differently than definitely differently than I do. And so that, that's the kind of thing I'm looking for. And I'll give you another one right now for me. It's, you know, Mark Davis and Brian Boero, those guys at 1,000 watts. Yeah, um, are amazing, and and what they've what they've created there definitely lends the the credence and the power to what they're doing, right? So that's I guess that's the way I look at it. You're probably going a different way. Well, no, I mean I huh? think it's I think it's what really interesting. So again, like I'm putting on my old timer, old timey PR hat, right? And there's a being in a position to make things happen is also uh, I think sort of helps with your tribe building. So it's, it's one thing if you can have the conversation, it's another, if you can open doors. And I think that either access to people who are decision makers, access to people you wouldn't have otherwise, you otherwise would not have access to, Mm -hmm. and then the authority to do something about it to me are sort of all wrapped up into this idea of, like tribal clout, you know, and can you earn those things a hundred percent? That doesn't mean that you have to be the CEO or an executive position, 
But that's, again, the power of your network and the power of people being able to help you or because you've helped them along the way, right? This is where it starts to add up into a position of, oh, okay. So I'm starting to understand like the more people that I help, the the wider my network gets, um, the more I'm able to follow through and open doors for other people inside and outside of industries. Mm -hmm. So again, that breadth of network is really where it all starts to compound and where you can build businesses um, from networks. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. I mean, look, you're, you're taking it right back to the book, right? I mean, Ferrazzi talks at length about that, the ability to build that network before you need it. Like you you don't sit there and say, well, I need, I need another one of these in my network because I might need that down the road. That's not the way you, you look at it. You continually are looking for opportunities to connect with people uh, that, that you have an opportunity to help. Yes. Uh, and so it's, it just continues. And like you said, getting outside of your industry and making it even broader, uh, like you said, only helps down the road. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's, that's a great way of looking at it. Door openers. I love that. Right. <laughs> because that's, that's ultimately what you're doing for someone. And then the, the way the world works is they're going to turn around somewhere down the road when you need it the most and do the same for you. It is. And it all goes yeah. down to sort of like those deep rooted connections, mm-hmm. um, people that you know best. And that's the trickiest part for, I think, most people is when you have very uh, small, a small group of people that you know very, very well. And then a lot of sort of um, likes or, you know, like friends, but not true friends. And that is not what we're talking about. Right. Um, nope. We're not talking about just soft connections. Right. We're talking about shared value. We're talking about deep expertise. People know where your knowledge base, you know, what your knowledge base actually is and, and how you can be um, active, an active participant. That's, I think that, that where the magic happens and and knowing enough people and and what they are about that you can you can leverage it for anybody who's sitting out there and who's like oh my gosh well I don't even like people um you know like how am I ever supposed to you know like build relationships if I don't even like that seems like a lot of work I guess it's for some people it's natural and for for others it's, it's going to have to be really intentional well Molly our takeaway from episode four is. I don't know. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, look, I think it's, you, you wrapped it up in that, the, the, just that last sentence before uh, I jumped in on there. And that is um, that you have to be intentional, right? You have to, we, we've used that word with listening. We're now using the word intentional with connecting. I think the word intentional applies to relationships, not only yep. in our personal lives and prof- but in our professional lives. So uh, yeah, I think it's, it's being intentional. And, and making sure that you've got to have, you've got to have a network, call it a tribe, call it a clan, whatever it is, you've got to have that, uh, that, that protective layer, um, you know, that's there for you when you need it and you're there to help them when they need it. I love that, Bill. I love that idea of the protective layer. I think that's, I think that's beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for checking us out on episode four. Uh, and uh, Molly, I know uh, we like to preview our next episode. So what do you have coming up or what do we have coming up for episode five? 
So Bill, so for episode five, let's talk about relationships as it relates to seasons and, and uh, the changes of season as we come into fall. Seasons like the NFL season? I, well, I wasn't really thinking that, but of course you have to weave in your sports. So, okay. 